chapter 2 this morning, beginning in verse number 10. Verse number 10, let us stand. Then she fell on her face and bowed herself to the ground and said unto him, Why have I found grace in thine eyes, that thou shouldest take knowledge of me, seeing I am a stranger? And Boaz answered and said unto her, It is it hath fully been shown to me that all thou hast done unto thy mother-in-law since the death of thy husband and how thou hast left thy father, thy mother, and the land of thy nativity and art come unto a people which thou knowest not theretofore. The Lord recompense the, thy work and full reward the giving of thee of the Lord God of Israel under whose wings thou art these three words Come to trust. Let us pray. Father, we just thank you today, Lord, for all that you've done. We thank you for your mercy, the grace and love that you've shown us at Calvary. Lord, we just ask you to prick hearts this morning, Lord. Lord, I ask you to just move in the way that you never moved before in people's lives this morning. Help us to understand the words that we need to hear. Help us to be uh, more in tune with you, Lord, and not this world, Father. I ask you to enter myself and fill me with thy spirit. And give me the words I need to say, not mine. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. You may be seated. Here these three words come to trust. It seems to indicate that trust is not something that is an overnight deal. Something that you can't get it overnight in this lady's life. Trust is something that she'd heard about on Monday and had figured it out by the end of the week. It seems to indicate that trust is something that she had to learn about. She had to come to it. It was a process, it was a journey, if you will, to get to a place in her life where she had gone through enough, she had seen enough, and she had experienced enough where she had learned that she can come to trust in God. If you go back to chapter 1 and read chapter 1, we won't do that, we don't have time, but you go back and read chapter 1, you'll find this woman had a lot of heartaches up to this point. In chapter 1, it said there, after her husband dies, she stands at the crossroads with her mother-in-law her, and her sister-in-law. And she was heading back to Bethlehem, Judah, and leaving the land of Moab. And the Bible said that Ruth and her sister-in-law, Oprah, equally had the same chance to go with her mother-in-law or go back down into the land of Moab. The Bible said that Ruth made these famous statements. She looked at her mother-in-law and said, Where thou wilt go, I will go. Where thou wilt lodge, I will lodge. Where thou wilt die, I will die. I don't know much about your God, but your God is going to be my God. She'd been through enough. She's seen what her mother-in-law has gone through. She's lost her husband, both her sons, and I don't know much about your God. But what I know about him is that he's big enough to get you through all that you've been through. He's big enough to get me through what I'm going through. So Ruth jumps off into the unknown with God. Let me say this. Living in the unknown with God is better than living in the known without God. Can I say that again? I just felt something on that. (laughs) 
living in the unknown with God is better than living in the known with God, without God. Living in the dark with Jesus is better than dwelling in the light without Jesus. Amen. An old writer said, I, I, I'd rather be in hell with Jesus than to be in heaven without Jesus because in heaven without Jesus would not be heaven, but in, in hell with Jesus would be heaven. So she's on this journey. There are some people that think that trust is summarized. It's summed up over with a citation, uh, salvation at altar. It's, it's, it's over with, trust done with. Nothing can be farther from the truth this morning. Truth does, trust does get started when you get saved, when you call on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ to touch you and forgive you. And sure enough, trust begins right there. It did not stop when you got baptized. It did not stop when you joined a church. Your good works is not good enough. When we learn to stop trusting in our church membership and our baptism and our, and our good works, then we can trust on the Lord Jesus Christ. You stop trusting in whatever you think you can trust in and just start trusting in God this morning. Start totally trusting in the shed blood of Jesus Christ. Amen. And that's nothing plus or nothing minus. It is the blood of Jesus Christ that sets you free. That's what you need to be trusting in this morning. But at the altar, it does not stop there. It begins there. I, 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 I hope that you know if you've been saved 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, however long you've been saved, I hope you can say I trust him more today than the day I first met him. I trust him more today than I did yesterday. I saw what he brought me through yesterday and I'm just going to lean on him and trust on him more today because I don't know what the day holds. I don't know what tomorrow holds, but I'm going to trust and lean on him. Trust is a journey. Oh, I love the song, Too Sweet to Trust in Jesus. Just to take Him at His words, just to rest upon His promise, and to know, thus saith the Lord. In the rest of the verse it says, I am so glad I've learned to lean on Thee. It's something that I didn't get overnight. It's something that doesn't come overnight. I've learned to trust in the songwriter had it right when he said, leaning on Jesus, leaning on Jesus, leaning on him, finding more power every day, dreaming and leaning on Jesus more and more. You don't come into this family knowing the stuff right off the bat, but God has to put you through some classes of trust every day of your life. God has to put you through some veils of tears in order to learn and trust in the Word of God this morning. I'm leaning on Him a little bit more, trusting a little bit more in God today than I did yesterday. Trust will forever be a constant companion of a Christian. We walk by faith, not by sight, until we get to the Lord and see Him by sight. Then we don't have to go by faith anymore. But while we're down here, it is by faith, believing, trusting in Jesus this morning. 
preaching on this journey of trust. We live in a strange generation today. I've never heard this more today than when I was young. But with all the social media we have in this world today, you hear them say, well, we just have trust issues. There are people out there saying, it's hard for me to trust anybody because they've been wounded and been hurt. They have trust issues. Uh, those have gone through a bad breakup. Sometimes we find it hard to trust those that we're with now. Uh, but uh, we find that this generation has a lot of issues dealing with trust this morning. Can I say this this morning on the opposite side? Of it, there are some people in this world you don't need to trust. I, I, I'm just telling you up front, to, uh, I, 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 I'll take you at face value when I first meet you. But if you start proving me over and over that I cannot trust you, I'm going to keep praying for you. But brother, I'm not going to trust you at all. I'm going to keep you at that arm's length. The, the story Long Ranger said this, him and Tonto was up on a high ridge. They done shot all the bullets they can shoot and they're surrounded by these Indians. They're coming up and they were shooting the arrows and the, uh, old, uh, Long Ranger looked at old Tonto and said, Tonto, we've done a lot of good. We've helped a lot of people. But it looks like we've come to the end of our road. He said old Tonto broke up a couple of steps and says, what you mean, white man? <laughs> Amen. You, you got to learn those that you can't trust this morning. And let me just say this. I, I, I may fail you. You may fail me. Uh, but there's one that will never fail you. There is one that will never leave you. There is one that will never forsake you. I don't care what you're going through, what you're facing in this life. There is one that will always, that you can put your trust in this morning. There's not an hour that he's not near us. I love that song, no, not one. No dark night, but his love can find. To cheer you up, no, not one, no, not one. Preaching on this journey of trust this morning. There, there are three things I want to show you in this journey of trust. These places where I believe God brought her through, not to hurt her, but to help her and to develop her and teach her how to trust God. Now leave your Bibles open. I'm going to be in a lot of chapters this morning, only a lot of verses this morning. I want you to see them and, and maybe we give you something this morning that will help you this morning. First of all, the place, uh, the strange place of disappointment. Look at verse number 11. I, I want you to notice the personal pronoun. And Boaz answered and said unto her, It hath fully been shown to me all of that thou hast done unto thy mother-in-law since the death of thine husband, and thou hast left thy father, thy mother, and in the land of thy nativity, that are coming to a people which thou knowest not heretofore. In other words, Boaz is saying, you're in a strange place. You have never been here before. You don't know what's going on. You don't know where you're at. 
because you're in a strange place. Not only is it a strange place, but it's, it's a disappointing place. You have left your father. You have left your mother. You have left your land of nativity, the place that you was born. You have buried your husband way back down yonder. It is a strange place of disappointment to you. You go back and read chapter 1. It's a depressing chapter in the Word of God. Emelech and Naomi, uh, they leave the place of blessings uh, uh, of God for famine. They have gone down to the land of Moab. They they take they take their sons with them. There, their two sons uh, take uh, wives of the women of Moab. And I imagine Ruth was probably thinking this as she was living down in Moab. Uh, and then she gets a hold of this her, her husband. She said, "I finally got my life where I wanted it. I am married now. I want to have kids. I'm going to be happy. I know what's going on." And all of a sudden. She's burying her husband. She seems to be finding fulfillment. She sees, sees her life come crashing down. Her plans fade away very quickly. Her father-in-law dies. Her brother-in-law dies, leaving them childrenless. And, and she is in a home of her mother-in-law. I'm telling you, she has now dropped into a strange place of disappointment this morning. Her dreams are shattered. Her world has been shattered. I wonder if God has ever put you in a place like that. I mean, where God has dropped you in a place, you just don't know how you're going to handle it, how you're going to get through it. It's just a strange place. When you get in this place, say, God, I, I don't know uh, uh, what I'm facing. I don't know what to do with this. I've never been here before. i never dealt with anything like this before. Not only is it a strange place, God, it is a disappointing place. My heart is broken. I wish it wasn't so. I go to bed wishing it would go, go away. I get up in the morning wishing I don't have to deal with another day. I can't change it. I don't know what to do with it. I, I don't understand this, Lord. I'm in a strange place that is disappointing to my life. Your children didn't turn out right. You drug them to church, put them in church, and they didn't turn out right. This is a strange place of disappointment this morning. You went to the doctor and he bowed his head and gave you some strange news it's a strange place of disappointment this morning. You go to church, never get mean, getting ugly. It's a strange place of disappointment this morning. I, I'm telling you, these are real places in your life. I have been there. I have touched them. I've been felt them. I, I've dealt with them. I've gone through those strange places this morning. And I've been on my face, uh, laying on the ground, begging God, why am I in this? What, what am I going to do here? I can't do this. I can't handle this. I've I got to get out of this some way. God, I'm depending on you. I've got to trust in you to get me through what I'm going through. Listen to this. Nothing will teach you more to trust in the Lord than some turmoil that comes to your life. 
you're on a crash course in trusting God, God is going to have to put you in some strange places of disappointment this morning. Nothing will teach you how to trust God anymore than you when you don't know what to do, what to say, or where to go. You just don't know how to fix it. You fall and call on God to fix it. Can I tell you this? Through all the strange places of disappointments in life, he has taught me how to trust him a little bit better. He has taught me how to lean on him when I couldn't lean on nobody else. He has taught me how, how, he was how faithful of a friend in the still quiet hours of the night when nobody else was around, when nobody else cared. I could always feel the presence of God. He wrapped his around me and says I'm still here I'll never leave you I'm with you always don't worry about it we'll get through this together and I know I've learned to lean on him more and more second Corinthians says we, we not brethren have been you ignorant of our troubles which came into us in Asia that we were pressed out of measure above strength in so much that we despised even life. Paul said that we were in so much trouble that's pressing down on us that we just wanted to die. We can't stand this anymore. And he said above strength. Paul said that God puts something on us more than we can bear. We can't bear it. Verse 9, he said, but we have sentence of death. In ourselves, we, we decided we wanted to die. That we should not trust in ourselves. Hey, I'm not trusting myself, but in God, which raises the dead. This is the thing that we want in our lives. We want death in our life. We can't handle this pressure no more. It is so bad, we want to die. Why would God allow that much stuff come on a Christian this morning? Well, he tells us in verse 10 of 2 Corinthians. Who deliver us from so great of a death and doeth deliver in whom we have trust, he will yet deliver thee. The reason why I trust in God in a strange place, because he's bigger than I am. He can handle it better than I can. You know, I've learned. That when you do get into a strange place of disappointment, and I believe there's some in that strange place of disappointment this morning, I, I think you say, well, I've got some on me. I don't know if I can handle it. It's starting to press down on me. I feel the weight of it. I'm just telling you. You can lean on Him. You can lean on Him. I find it works out better if you stop trusting in yourself and let God handle it for you. God, I can't fix it, but God, I know you can. I can't make my kids do right, but God, I know you can. I'm telling you. And when God fixes it, when God works it out, you don't get the glory. 
So when God comes and, and gets you through it, when God rolls up his sleeves as I've got a work to do and he flexes his mighty muscle and so that you can stand up and say, it wasn't me, it was God that brought me through. I looked back, I couldn't handle it. It was weighing down, it was pushing me down. I looked back and I wonder how in the world I got back. I, now I know I was leaning and trusting more on him. We're in a journey of trust today. God can fix it where we can't. Amen. There's a strange place of disappointment. I don't know if anybody in here this morning is in a strange place of disappointment. All of us have been there. And can I tell you this? You're heading to another one. You head into another one. But also there's a sovereign place of God's design. That word sovereign just means God is in control. Let me say this. If you're hanging on and making it, you can make it through the strange place of disappointment without quitting on God, without getting out of church. Just watch God turn something around for you. God will take a strange place of disappointment and turn into a sovereign place for you of His design. You'll see God turn something ugly into something that's beautiful in your life. Now I'm going to tell you why some people never hang in there to see God straighten out the strange place of disappointment because they just don't want to trust Him. They try to fix it on their own. I've got this. I don't need nobody else's help. God, I, I think I can work this out without you. And they don't give God a chance to fix it and get them through it. Because this woman trusted God, look what she finds in chapter 2, verse number 1. And Naomi had a kinsman of her husband, a mighty man of wealth, a family of Imelech. And his name was Boaz. And Ruth... The Moabites said in Naomi, let, a, now, let me now go down to the fields and glean ears of corn after him in whose sight I have found grace. And she said, go unto her, go my daughter. She's heading, she's needing something to eat. She doesn't know where she's going. She doesn't know the town. She's never been there. She's in a strange place. She's just walking by trust praying that God would put her where God wants her. And look what God does in verse number 3. And she went and came and gleamed in the field after the reapers, and her hat was the light of the part of the field belonging to Boaz, who was of the kinman of Imelech. God designed it that she would wind up in the right place at the right time to meet the right man. Do you know what a little... What that word hap means, it means an unforeseen event. It means you don't see it coming. It, it, it was a happen chance. In Ruth's mind, she winds up in the, uh, this field by accident. Not only does that word hap means an unforeseen meeting, 
but it also means a total scene event on the other side. What Ruth could not see what was going on, there was somebody on the other side directing her path, directing her movement, said, I, I need you to get over here. I need you to be right here. She thinks she's there by an accident. Do you think you in church this morning by accident? No, God directed you. I tried my best to stay in bed this morning. I'm sitting there, I got the cover pull up over my head saying, I don't want to get up. I'm feeling good right where I'm at. And next thing I know, I'm standing in the shower. How did I get here? God got me there. You got to get cleaned up before you go to church. Man. She, she thinks all this is just by chance. God's directing her. God moved her in a place. It means an unseen from that side to this side. It was an unplanned from this side, but planned on the other side. It means an unarrangement on this side, but prearrangement on that side. So what are you saying? I say this, before that woman ever left Moab, before that woman ever had her husband die, God had already started moving the pieces of the puzzle on the board in such a way that on this day, at this time, this woman will run into this man and God will do a mighty work in their lives. I'm telling you something. If you are hanging in there long enough, I don't care what you're going through. If you're just hanging there long enough and weather the storm of strange disappointments and just walk by trust down a little piece of way and look back and say, God, how to break me through that. God guided my steps. Uh, it was God shielding me. It wasn't me. I didn't want to go through it. I think, didn't think I was going to make it through it, but God pulled me through it. God put me here to be a blessing. Nobody else but God could have done it, although y'all was praying for it. But God put me here for a blessing. I, 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 I look at it this way. We, we all see some of us that are facing storms and facing the strange places of disappointment in our lives right now. And I, I don't want to get too much in this because it's going to be more of the night on this. But what you do in your strange place of disappointment may reflect on those that are watching you go through those things. Now I'm going to stop on that because we'll be more on that tonight. That was that little pre preview. Kind of entice you like, you know, like TV shows that, that tell you this and, and you, oh. And then you sit and watch it for 29 minutes in the last 30 seconds. You see that one of, what a minute. What? what? Well, I promise you it won't be 30 minutes doing that tonight. Maybe 40, 45. But, <laughs> amen. But people are watching you. They, they want to see your walk. They want to see your talk. God took me to that place and used me. God uh, put me here to, to give someone else a blessing, not to be blessing me. But God had done what he'd done for me. You got the trust to get to that place where God can use you, where God can put you, where God wants you at. Stop fixing the things by yourself. If you try to, if you just try to trust in the Lord more, 
Be faithful to church. Be faithful to read the Bible. Be faithful to everything around and God's saying, God will fix your situation for you. We give up on God too many times when we're in the middle of something that's not right. We don't feel right. It's not right for me. It's a strange feeling to me. But God says, I'm bringing you through something that you may be a blessing to someone else. Amen. Amen. Strange place of disappointment and sovereignty, a place of God. Let me tell you this. There has been times in my life that I lived by living by faith and preaching by faith walking by faith, and I thought God wasn't anywhere around. And, Scott, and I said, God, what are you doing? You're leaving me out here. Where are you at in my life, God? But I just kept going, kept walking, kept putting one foot before another foot, and I just kept trusting God. Keep my nose to the book, Keep my heart in prayer. And after a while, I would stop on a hill in my Christian life. There would be God. I would say I've made it. And God said, you didn't, but you didn't make it by choice. But you made it because I brought you to this place. If you walk by trust, God will fix the trail. Mm. Can I tell you this? In the military, we had a lot of things we had to do. And you had to do it by trust. You had to do it by faith. They tell you you need to go down here and turn here and do that and do that. And, and what you see is not what you want to see. Especially when you see enemies trying to kill you. And they're telling you you need to go there. But they said, look. We already laid out a path for you. If you stay on this path that's laid out before you, everything will be all right. It's been swept. It's been cleaned. There's no mind. There's no enemies around. If you just stay on this path, you'll be all right. It is always someone, someone that says, you know what? I can make it shorter. I can make it shorter. If I can cut through here, I can get to that place a lot quicker. Well, wait a minute. The path didn't go that way. Well, I understand the path might not have went that way, but I cut through here. I can see the other side. I can get there a whole lot quicker, but the path has not been cleared that way. I'll trust in myself. Then you hear somebody, boom! You get off the path. You got off the path. So let me tell you this. God has, God has set a path up for you. He says, if you just go this path that I'm directing you on, everything's going to be all right. Why? Because you're walking in trust. You're walking in faith. I've already cleared a path for you. All you got to do is say, Lord, I want you to lead me. I want you to guide me. I'm not going to get off of it. I might see something over there, but I'm going to stay on the path that you put me on. And when you get to the end of the path, you say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Don't get off the path that God has put you on. There's a reason why we don't get off the path that God has put us on. Amen. Then there's a settled place of decision. 
You've got to come to a place where you make your mind up. I'm going to trust God where you get a settled place in the decision saying I'm just going to trust God. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to let go everything. I'm not going to trust myself. I'm not going to let them kick me out of church. I'm not going to let them bring me out of church. The preacher can't preach hard enough to get me out of church. They can't be mean or ugly to me enough to get me out of church. I'm coming back regardless. I'm going to trust God. Watch what he said about her. In verse number 12, The Lord recompense thy work, and full reward be given to thee of the Lord God of Israel, under whose wings thou art come to trust. That phrase, under those wings, I love. Bo is saying, you have to watch God do so much in your life where God has brought you from. He brought you out of tragedy. Your husband died. Your father-in-law died. Your brother, brother-in-law died. He brought you out of your land of your nativity. You left your mama. You left your daddy. God has brought you into my fields. And this is what Ruth has done. She's gotten up under the wings of the Lord and said, I'm going to stay close to you. I don't know what tomorrow holds, but I know that you hold tomorrow. And I'm going to just trust wherever you lead me, wherever you take me. I know if I'm trusting you, it's all going to work out this morning. Some of you need to take, make your mind up today. That you're going to get to a settled place of decision where you're going to make your mind up saying, I'm going to trust God with my life. I'm going to trust God with my husband. Trust God with my wife. Trust God with my children. I'm going to trust God with my finances. And some of us even can't trust God on that 10%. We, we have a hard time trusting God on that. If you can't trust God in 10%, how can you trust God in everything else in your life? Amen. You can vote me out tonight. Amen. I'm just telling you. I am. I'm just telling you. We can't trust God on 10%. How can you trust Him in your life of everything else? You need to make your mind up. I'll tell you what trust will get you. Trust will get you victory. Trust will get you victory. Distrust will get you defeat. You say, well, how do you know that? Well, there are two people in this story that had the same opportunity to trust in God or not. In Ruth chapter 1, one is Ruth and the other is her sister-in-law, Oprah. Has anybody ever read anything about Oprah after Ruth chapter 1? Did anybody know anything about Oprah after Ruth chapter 1? How many of you have studied Oprah after Ruth chapter 1? Well, ain't y'all in luck today? I did. We, we see uh, uh, Ruth a, a, as the uh, uh, path of trust 
We see what happens when she took the path of trust, believing in God and going with God. And she went with her mother-in-law and went back to the land of God where God was at. And she trusted in God. We see that she, she has a child. And she has a child, has a grandchild. His name is Jesse. And he has a son named David. A little shepherd boy, King David. That's, that's the path of trust. And the path of distrust is Oprah. She goes back to the land of Moab, especially in the land of Gath, of the Philistines, and she marries the king. She bore him four sons. One of them is Goliath. One is Goliath. So outstep in the battlefields is the path of trust and a path of distrust. So we see the path of trust and the path of distrust, and we see this little uh, ruddy boy that means nothing. We see this nine-foot giant, the biggest thing. He can curl 100 pounds with his earlobes. This man's a massive man. And then you see this little bitty ruddy boy down there with nothing but a sling in his hand and a rock facing this giant who's laughing at him. Well, we know the end of the story. David jumps up on the chest and holds one hand, his head up in one hand and his sword in the other hand and says, this, this is victory. You start trusting God in everything, in every path you go through, you start trusting God. God, I, I, I made a mistake. I messed up. God says he don't care. Come unto me again. I love God is not just a God of one chance, two chance, three chance. God is a chance every time you mess up. He said, come to me. Trust in me. And the more you trust in him, the more you lean on him, your path is going to be better and better each time. So we see the path of trust, King David. See the path of distrust, Goliath. Which path are you on this morning? Honest question. Which path are you on this morning? Are you trusting God enough with everything in your life? That even when, boy, you need to come back tonight. I want to just jump into this sermon tonight, but I'm not. I can't. Won't. It's a goodie. <laughs> you know what they say? That short and powerful is short and powerful. Amen. Pack a lot of dynamite in that thing, but it's, it's there. But I'm just saying this. If you can't trust God with your everyday life, how can you trust him with everything else? God just says, trust me. I, I, I've, I've been in places where I, I've, I've laid out on the ground at my house over and bawled like a baby when they told me my granddaughter died. Lord, I don't want to be here. Take me. Take me. She's only seven. Take me. No. You're going to have to go through this disappointment. To make you better on the other side. I don't want to. It's your choice. You don't have to walk that path. You can take another path. But I'm telling you this path is the path of trust. Okay Lord. I know, I know you're going to be hurting. I know you're going to shed tears. I know you're going to feel heartaches. But I'm telling you on the other end. 
it's going to be worth it. I got this peace that I'm going to meet her again. I'm going to see her again. But if I chose the path of Goliath and distrust God and not believe in God, hell would have been my home. So who you trusted this morning? What path are you trusting this morning? Let us stand.